0: you're listening to big things done podcast turning ideas into action Welcome, everyone, to episode number three of Big Things Done Podcast. I'm Andrew Glover, your host, and today we're going to start talking about some of the specific things that you need to do in order to accomplish something big, and today we're going to talk about how to protect your time. This is a little bit of a departure from what we've talked about in the previous two episodes where we kind of kept it broad. We kind of kept it big picture, very important and very foundational, but now we're going to start diving into some more specific things that you can do and apply in your life to help accomplish whatever goal that you have. But before we dive into that, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining us. This podcast exists to give people the tools, tips, and techniques that they need to go accomplish something big. And I share both my military and civilian world experiences to help shed some light on how you can accomplish something big in your life. And if you're interested in learning more about my story and my experiences, head over to our website, BigThingsDonePodcast.com, click on my story, and you can read a little bit more about me and some of the things that I've done. And also, before we dive into some of the content, I want to just say thank you very much for the feedback for the first two episodes, as well as some of the content on Instagram and Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. I love hearing how the episodes have helped you think or changing the way that you're approaching your big thing and look forward to hearing more about that in the future from you guys. If you could leave us a review on iTunes, if the content has meant something to you, that would really help the podcast and really just help spread the word about what we're doing and how it's really impacted you. I'd really appreciate it. Also, don't forget you can sign up for email alerts. I'll be doing the two minute check-in in between episodes and that's going to be sent only to email subscribers. So, feel free to go over to my website and sign up for the email alerts. No spam, no junk, just short and sweet, two minute updates in between the episodes. Well, it's time to start shifting our focus from something kind of broad and large that we've talked about in the last two episodes and start diving into the specifics of what it takes to get big things done. And today I want to talk about an aspect that we kind of take for granted when it comes to getting something big accomplished. And that has to do with time. And Time is something that's really tricky. You know, I don't think I fully understood how important time is to accomplishing something big. And there are two aspects to time and your big thing that I think we really need to capture right off the bat. And the first thing is that whatever your big thing is, whatever your big goal is that you want to go do, it's going to require a lot of focused time and effort to go accomplish. And you might say, well, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Of course, something big is going to take a lot of time. But remember, it's going to take a lot of focused time. You know, the businesses that have popped up around where you live, they didn't just pop up overnight. And they also probably didn't just pop up by somebody randomly putting together a business plan here or there. Or maybe you have a friend or a coworker who's lost a lot of weight. Those people didn't lose a lot of weight by occasionally eating healthy or occasionally going to the gym. They were consistently dedicated to eating healthy and going to the gym and running the miles, doing the cardio. And it required a lot of focused effort. And so while I think it's pretty intuitive that any big thing is going to require a lot of time and a lot of dedication and focused effort, there's a second aspect to getting big things done with respect to time that I think kind of slides underneath the radar. And this is the fact that your time is under attack. You know, anything and everything in this world wants a little piece of your time. And that might be because... That's how they make money, or that's how they build relationships, or that's how they experience fulfillment. But it doesn't matter who or what it is, everything wants a piece of your time. Could be your family, could be your school, could be your sport, could be your hobby, your church. It doesn't matter. Everything wants a piece of your time. And I think about this a little bit from the extreme standpoint. You know, I know of web developers and social media marketers whose only job in this world is to develop content and web pages and news articles that keep your eyes fixed on their page for as long as possible. And that's great from a marketing standpoint and for whatever business model they have, and those people aren't inherently evil, but we need to recognize that those people are trying to take away your time. They're trying to take your time and make it theirs. And while that's an extreme example, That happens at every level throughout your day and throughout every interaction that you have, whether it's with a person or with some sort of entertainment or any other way that you spend your time. And so it's interesting to consider these two aspects of big things, right? That you need a a lot of focused time. And at the same time, your time is under attack. And these two are inherently opposed to each other. So, with that in mind, How are we supposed to go accomplish something? What is the mindset that we need to have to go out and actually do something and be successful in this world and use our time wisely? Well, my answer to that question really comes down to taking a different mindset when it comes to time. And it all comes down to this. You need to protect your time. You need to come at it with an offensive mindset. And this isn't something that our world and our culture talk about very often. And I think maybe a reason for that is because that's how most companies make money, right? Most companies make money by wanting your time, by reading their articles, engaging with their content. And that's not all inherently bad. Don't hear me wrong. But at the same time, if you don't spend your time wisely towards your big goals, you will never accomplish them. And so protecting your time all comes down to having the right mindset when it comes to your time. And the first thing you have to understand is that you and you only dictate how your time is spent. It's not your boss, it's not your family, it's not your friends, it's not your education. It's you. You and you only decide how your time is spent. And unless someone has physically chained you to a wall or has a gun to your head, You always have a choice in how your time is spent. And that's very different than what our world likes to teach us. Our world likes to teach us that you're a victim of just the way the world works. You're a victim of your circumstances or however you're feeling that day or any myriad of of possibilities. That is absolutely not the case. If you want to go accomplish something big, you need to understand that time is yours and only yours and only you decide how you spend it. The second thing that we need to do to make sure we understand time correctly and help protect our time is that you have to be radically dedicated to your goal. And I use that word radically specifically because in our culture, being radically dedicated to something is kind of an outlier. It's not really the norm. You know, it is not normal for somebody to wake up super early in the morning so that they can spend two hours working on their side project. It is not necessarily normal for somebody to come home after a day of work and instead of vegging out on the couch and then wandering off to bed, they're working out and reading books about self-improvement. That's not the norm. And when people see someone like that, their typical response is, man, that person's really dedicated as if they're in shock, as if that shouldn't be the case or or that's just kind of an outlier or something that's not normal. But I think that we can all agree at this point that someone who has a radical dedication to their goal and spends a lot of time solely dedicated towards that, they are someone who's very highly likely to go accomplish something, right? They are someone you can point to and say, that person's going places. And so when we talk about the idea of protecting your time, these two principles are absolutely critical to that. You have to approach time with an understanding that you control it and you decide how it's spent. It's not your boss, it's not anyone else, it's you. And you're responsible for protecting that. And in the same vein, you have to become somebody who is quote-unquote radically dedicated towards their goal. You have to become somebody who, when other people look at you, they're gonna say, wow, that person's really dedicated, they're passionate, they're radical about what they wanna go do because they spend all their time doing it and they don't become distracted. Those are the principles that are required to start thinking about protecting your time as opposed to letting yourself just be a victim and not get anything done. So we talked about the importance of protecting your time. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but how do we go do that? Here's where we roll into the application part of the episode. One of the ways that I have found that's really helpful to protect your time comes down to making a strategic calendar. And the idea of a strategic calendar, I actually have adapted from my time as an aircraft maintenance officer out on the flight line. You know, being in charge of roughly 16 to 17 aircraft with between two aircraft maintenance units, we had a lot to juggle. Our primary mission with the B-2 out on the flight line was to be ready for combat at a moment's notice, right? Whether it's nuclear or conventional generations, we always had to be ready to generate aircraft to deliver combat capability. But in addition to that, we had a lot of other things that had to go on. Our pilots had to be trained, so we had local flying sorties. We had combat exercises that might have been overseas or in another state at another Air Force base. And on top of that, we often had generals and other high staff that would come in and want tours to have a better understanding of our capabilities and what we can provide. And that's all on top of the fact that as these aircraft fly, they break. And as these aircraft age, they need to be modified. They need to be upgraded. There's new capability and new technology that needs to be installed. And so we had a very unique and complex challenge of trying to balance all of these requirements and all of these issues across 16 aircraft and yet still be able to meet every one of our objectives. And it was an everyday occurrence that something would happen that was not scheduled for, that wasn't planned. You know, an aircraft broke that wasn't supposed to break. A new modification came down that we weren't expecting that we have to go install now. And all of these unexpected issues that would come up, they had to be managed very carefully because a decision we make today could have a large ramification in a week from now or two months from now. How do we go about making those decisions in that moment so that we don't affect something long term? Well, our strategic calendar was the answer. This calendar had each aircraft in our fleet listed out for the next three months, and on each day, we knew exactly what that aircraft was supposed to do. In fact, we, we knew almost down to the half a day what each aircraft in our fleet was doing. And that was extremely important because as we had to make decisions on a minute-by-minute basis, we could look ahead two, three months down the road and see how a decision today will affect something down the road. And with all the things that we had competing for our time and our resources, we had to have a very clear roadmap of what we needed to go do and how every decision we made was going to affect that. And so I think you probably can see how this might relate to your personal life, right? We talked about my aircraft and all of the demands that were placed on them and all of the unforeseen demands that were on them as well. The same goes true in your life. You have big things you want to go accomplish. You have goals and you have steps that you need to execute to make your plan happen. At the same time, you're going to have people coming in. You're going to have things coming in that want your time and try to take it away from you. So in order to successfully combat that and protect your time, you need to build your own strategic calendar. And here's how you do it. Step one, you need to find a central calendar system that you can use on a regular basis to make your scheduling decisions. For me, this is Google Calendar. I love Google Calendar because it syncs to my phone, it syncs to my computer, I can access it pretty much anywhere, I can share it with people. Something that's central and regular to your decision-making, you need to have that incorporated into your life. Maybe that's Outlook for you. Maybe that's old school pen and paper on the desk. Doesn't matter. As long as it's something that you use on a regular basis and that you can see a few months out about what you're doing, that's the critical part to building your strategic calendar. Step two is laying out your big objectives for the next three to six months. Now, your big objectives, those are things that you want to go do. It might be your big thing. It might be some of the bigger steps to getting to your big thing. But they're big objectives that you can measure and you can say, yes, I have accomplished this. And when I've done that, I am significantly closer to my goal. Now, I also mentioned three to six months, and I've found that this is a really good working time because you have a fairly high degree of fidelity when it comes to your schedule and what you need to go do. You know, anything outside of six months, I've found in my personal experience, I kind of have a general idea of what I want to do, but so many things can happen and change between now and seven or eight months from now. So I've always tried to pare it back to about three to six months. That's just a good working time for me. So take that time frame and start writing out what your big objectives are. If you're in school, for example, this might look like you writing out for a semester when all of your big exams and projects are due. If you're in business, this would look something like developing a new product and you would have the electrical components that are due on this date. And the next month you're going to have some of the mechanical components of your overall product that you want to develop. You're gonna mark out all of your big objectives within that three to six month period. And all of this sets up for step number three, which is the keystone to all of this. Step number three is now that you have your big objectives within your timeframe, work backwards and start blocking off time for you to go accomplish them. Now notice I didn't say start creating a task list for you to go do. I said start blocking off time For you to go do that. And what you're doing here is you're taking an offensive mentality towards your time and getting your big goal accomplished. Remember we talked about right in the beginning you have to be offensive with your time and have a mentality of protecting your time instead of letting yourself just fall victim to whatever the circumstances of your life are day by day. And so blocking off your time looks something like this. Sticking with the previous examples, if you're in school and you've already marked off when your big exams are, the week before a big exam, you might block off the weekend and say, I can't go out. That's a study weekend. Or if you're in product development, you might block off a week and say, this week is going to be preparation for our design review. And this can also be applied on a more daily level as well. You could block off from 5.30 to 7 a.m. every morning. That's what I'm going to spend working on my side project. Or in the afternoon, from 4 o'clock to 5, that's when I go work out. You are blocking off time during your day and deliberately creating time for you to accomplish whatever goal that you have. And I know that this works because I live it every day. You know, I've got a lot going on in my life. I'm a full-time dental student. I host this podcast. I train for triathlons. I do program management consulting. I work with a large charity organization here in the Twin Cities. And I don't say that to be boastful. I say that because people always ask me, how on earth do you have time to go do all of these things? Well, the answer isn't very complex. It's not like I have more time than you or I'm genetically engineered not to sleep. It's because I protect my time and I'm very deliberate about the time that I spend. I use the strategic calendar and I forecast everything I need to do to go accomplish my goals and I block off that time so that nothing else can interfere with that. And one thing that's really important that I've learned personally when you use the strategy of using a strategic calendar is that you have to learn how to stick to it. Oftentimes, that involves having to say the word no. Oftentimes, you're going to have to say, sorry, I can't go to that party. Or, you know, it would be fun to go on that trip, but I need to stay back and work on my side project. And other times, that might mean learning how to be disciplined. Yeah, it would feel great to sleep in, but I know that I set aside this time in the morning to go work out, so I need to wake up and stay disciplined and stay on the path. Learning how to say no and learning how to stay disciplined, those are two aspects that you will have to master if you want to use the strategic calendar properly and start advancing towards your goal. And the really cool thing is, anyone can do that. You and I both can do that right now. It doesn't take any special skills. You don't have to go to school to learn that. All it takes is putting it into practice. You can do this right now and start radically changing the way that you spend your time and increase your forward progress towards whatever goal that you have. And that's what I love about this. It's so easy and you can do it just as easily as I can do it. So as we wrap up the content for episode number three, guys, remember your time is under attack. Everybody wants a little piece of your time and only you get to decide how you spend it. It's totally on you the best way that I have found to protect your time and manage your goals within a really busy schedule with a lot of demands and a lot of external influences all vying for your time is to set up your strategic calendar. Be offensive with your time. And when you start taking this mentality, which by the way is opposite of how our culture wants you to use your time, you're going to start climbing to the top. You're going to start using your time wisely towards your goals And you're also going to be a much better decision maker when those outside influences start vying for your time. You're going to be someone who stays on the path. And that's how you start getting big things done. Well, as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Don't forget to check out our website, bigthingsdonepodcast.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so you get the two-minute update in between episodes every other week. I want to keep that content coming to you guys and helping you on your journey towards whatever goal that you have. Well, thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep doing big things.